Your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief keeps you informed about what's happening in Annapolis, Anne Arundel County, and Maryland. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and, of course, local weather. Your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Monday, July 31st, 2023. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, presented by Annapolis Subaru and the SPCA of Anne Arundel County. The summer is ending. Man, it just seems like the other day schools were letting out for the summer, but now I see all the back-to-school sales are happening, and school is only a few more weeks away, guys. Where did it go? Hey, a quick reminder, in case you're not signed up, we do have a daily news recap newsletter. It is great for news that happens after this drops at 6 a.m. in the morning and what happens over the weekend. It's local, it's free, and it hits your email inbox at 7 p.m. every single night. I'm going to drop a link right here. Just scroll down a little bit. Anyhow, we have a ton of news this morning, and I'm going to fly through the stories, so shall we? On Thursday night, Robert Clark, a 16-year-old, was killed, and a 17-year-old is in critical condition after being shot on Copeland Street in the Bywater community of Annapolis. The police didn't release any information until late Friday, and they didn't have any information that we didn't already know. The chief of police and the mayor both reiterated that they need our help in identifying criminals and that dangerous and disturbing behavior can't continue. It is unknown if the two victims were involved with the shooting or just victims, This is the city's eighth homicide of the year. And if you're curious, there were a total of four rapes in the city so far this July. The police don't regularly report that information, but they do post it on their crime map. Man, what a storm and a half on Saturday night. Lots of trees down, and BG&E reported a total of 458 outages affecting more than 5,000 customers, Initially, they were saying the restoration time was going to be till August 2nd. But by the end of the day yesterday, most had their power restored. And there's just a handful still out this morning. The Woodland Beach Volunteer Fire Department has needed a new home for many years and suffered quite a few false starts that fell through, but not anymore. Last week, County Executive Pittman signed a land transfer from the schools to the county for the new station. It'll be at 100 Stepneys Lane in Edgewater, which is actually just between Central Elementary and Central Special Schools. This was surplus land owned by the county schools and a win-win-win for everybody. The city of Annapolis is hosting a series of resource fairs this month. And this week's is August 3rd at Harbor House and Eastport Terrace in Eastport. Expect food, games, prizes, but most importantly, resources for the community about financial literacy, nutrition, conflict resolution, job training, and much more. They are free and they'll be held from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Again, August 3rd at Harbor House and Eastport Terrace. Navy's football team seems as jazzed up about the season as the fans. On Saturday, more than 1,000 turned out for the Fan Fest and Media Day. The players signed autographs, posed for photos, had fun with the crowd down on the field, which was set up pretty much like a carnival, including a mechanical bull. The coach and four captains addressed the media, and they all feel very confident for a bounce-back season, and it seems that the new head coach, Brian Newberry, has his team all in behind him. We're going to attack the entire media briefing and the Q&A onto the end of this daily news brief. Navy does kick off the season on August 26th in Dublin, Ireland against Notre Dame, undoubtedly the toughest opponent of the season. 
The health department is teaming up with the schools again to make sure that everybody is vaxxed. No, they're not requiring COVID vaccines, but they are offering them. If you need others, they're giving them out at schools as well in the coming week. We do have a list of links on ionanapolis.net. You do need to register so they make sure they bring enough vaccines. But they are from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. today at Freetown Elementary, next Tuesday at Southgate Elementary, and looking to the following Monday at Brockbridge Elementary, and then the following Tuesday at Van Bokelen Elementary. You can also register at aacps.org slash vaccines. Hopefully you caught our canines and crosstrack segment on Friday. It was for four cute-as-can-be kittens, all named after Subarus, Outback, Forrester, Impreza, and Legacy. We had a post at noon on Friday with some great photos of these little guys, our SPCA chat, and all the info on how to adopt them individually or, if you're a brave one, as a group. And also on Saturday, we spoke with my friend John Corrin from Bike AAA. Please give that one a listen to. And next weekend, it's either Capital SUP or Play It Again Sports. I'm not quite sure at this point. All right, that is a wrap. Thank you, first and foremost. And also a quick thank you to our sponsors for the Daily News Brief, Annapolis Subaru, the SPCA of Anne Arundel County, Solar Energy Services, Hospice of the Chesapeake, and Alpha Engineering. And Alcina is here with us this morning with her Monday Money Report. And George Young from DCMDVA Weather is here with the only locally forecast weather report you're going to find. And remember, we're going to have the Media Day audio from Navy football at the very end of this. So you want to stay tuned for that. But all of that's coming up in just a bit. So hang around. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. One of the most special nights of the season on Friday the 4th, Navy Night. Come celebrate the newest plebe class. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday with our pregame touch-a-truck event. And it's the last of our big hitter bobbleheads, Colton Kowser on Sunday for the first 750 fans. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. Advanced illness decisions aren't always easy. Hospice of the Chesapeake, your hometown hospice, wants you to know you do have a choice over who provides care, what type of care, and when and where your loved one receives that care. Learn more at hospicechesapeake.org. When you live near Annapolis, you know how fickle the weather can be. So you need a truly local forecast that's accurate and reliable. Forecast right here in Annapolis. DCMDVA weather is not just for today, but for the rest of the week and the weekend, too. Now, here's George Young of DCMDVA weather with the weather outlook for today and beyond. Hey, everyone, this is George with DCMDVA weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Monday, July 31st. It was much nicer out yesterday after a few days of very high heat and humidity that were capped off by some severe storms on Saturday afternoon and evening that led to many power outages across the region. But temperatures will at least stay very nice most of this week as we get into the month of August. Look for mixed skies today with a few showers and storms possible with highs in the mid-80s or so with max sunshine then likely tomorrow and Wednesday with highs in the low to mid-80s with more mixed skies to follow Thursday and Friday with a chance for some additional showers and storms each day as temperatures remain in the mid-80s. From there, the early expectation for the weekend is for a fairly nice first weekend in August with sunshine and highs in the 85 to 90 degree range. So make plans now to get out and about to enjoy all kinds of outdoor time across the entire mid-Atlantic region. 
Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DC MDVA Weather. Make it a great day out there today. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to follow DC MDVA Weather on Facebook and Twitter for regular updates each day along with the website at dcmdvaweather.info so you can always stay weather informed. Hello, energy consumers. This is Rick Peters, president of Solar Energy Services. Have you been looking for ways to save money recently? Maybe you should consider solar energy for your home. Or are you waiting for the technology to get cheaper? If so, how long are you going to wait? Today's solar costs less than 20% of what it cost 10 years ago. But while solar prices have declined every year, so have the financial incentives. Bottom line, if you wait for cheaper solar, you're also waiting for lower incentives. Take my home, for example. My solar system was installed in 2010, and it's been paid off for almost five years, and I no longer have to buy any electricity for another 15 to 20 years. If I waited for cheaper solar, I'd still be paying an electric bill. At Solar Energy Services, we have thousands of satisfied customers who are sure glad they didn't wait. So what are you waiting for? Sunshine's a wasted. Call us today for a free solar design at 410-923-6090 or on the web at solarsaves.net. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. You work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Managing and investing, it can be confusing. Ann Alsina, a financial planner from Covington Alsina, has been helping people make sense of it all for over 17 years. Are you ready? Now, here's your Monday Money Report. This is Ann Alsina of Covington Alsina with your Monday Money Report. The markets were up last week despite Thursday's drop. Good news came in the form of lowered inflation and earnings reports. The Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, or CPE, showed June's inflation rate coming in at 3%, a drop from May's 3.8. We're in the middle of quarterly earnings season, where publicly traded companies report revenue and profit numbers. Of the 51% of companies that reported, 80% have beaten their estimates. Our Federal Reserve Bank increased rates by another quarter of a percent, which was widely expected. Thursday's drop was driven by news from the Bank of Japan that they will allow the yield on their 10-year government bond, or the interest the bond pays, to rise above the current cap of half a percent. As interest rates rise, mortgage rates have also increased. Given current rates, does it make sense to buy a house right now? Buying a home has many advantages over renting. You're building equity, which has traditionally been a large source of wealth in America. Your mortgage also remains constant, where your rent may go up every year. The mortgage interest deduction may result in significant tax savings. On the flip side, if something breaks when you are renting, the landlord has to fix it. You have no maintenance costs. How do you decide if you should buy a home? A general guideline is to have no more than 30% of your income go to housing and no more than 40% on debt altogether, including your mortgage. Start with how much you can afford to pay each month and work backwards to see how big of a mortgage you can handle. If you want a more expensive home, you need to save more for a bigger down payment. In addition, you need savings on hand for all the things that can break or go wrong. If you're willing to be house poor for a few years, meaning you have a nice house but little discretionary income, you may consider the likelihood of upcoming raises or promotions and the possibility that rates may drop in a few years and you can refinance. You should also know that while rates seem high now, they are relatively low from a historical perspective. In 1981, The 30-year mortgage rate peaked at 18.4%, according to Freddie Mac. From 1971 to today, mortgage rates average 7.74%. The biggest consideration should be if you can afford both the monthly payments and the upkeep on the house, and not the mortgage rate. 
Your action item this week is to use $10 wisely. If you have credit card debt, pay an extra $10. If you don't, add $10 to your savings account. If your savings account is already solid, give it away to a cause you believe in. Little amounts add up over time. Follow us on Facebook and check out our website at CovingtonAlcina.com for more information and great resources. Covington Alcina is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and not intended to make an offer or solicitation sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated and not guaranteed, be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here in past performance is not indicative of future performance. And if you don't have a financial advisor, come talk to us. This is Ann Alcina with Covington Alcina. The benefits of a good night's sleep are well documented. Sleeping well prevents weight gain, improves concentration and creativity, and boosts the immune system. So, what keeps you up at night? If you run a business, then the security of your computer network may be one of those things. Threats like ransomware and phishing are becoming increasingly sophisticated and pose a real risk to any business. Don't let these cyber threats keep you up at night. At Alpha, they've been helping their customers sleep better for over 30 years by monitoring in real time and hardening network defenses. And for those irritating IT issues that arise every day, Alpha's just a phone call away. Helping your business run smoothly and helping you sleep better knowing Alpha is on guard. Give Alpha a call to see if they can ease your worries and help you get the rest you deserve. Find them at alphagetsit.com. Good morning. Glad to be here. Good to see everybody. Had a good turnout. Uh, Excited about the day. Um, After practice four, coming on this afternoon, uh, really excited about uh, the first few days of practice. I love the way our guys are coming out and going to work. Of course, we're in the uh, the acclimatization phase right now. So first two days, we're just uh, in helmets. Uh, Yesterday's first day in in what we call uppers, shoulder pads and helmets. Uh, It was a hot one yesterday. Uh, Our guys battled, fought through it. Uh, had a good day. I think the important thing for us right now is just we, we talk about stacking days and getting a little bit better every day. And, and I think we come out and we've done that. Uh, couldn't be more excited. You know, we're kind of where I hoped we'd be at this point. Uh, when I took the job back in December, I had a tremendous off season. Uh, you know, the addition of, of Jim Caritzi as a strength and conditioning coach uh, has been phenomenal for us. I think these, these guys would all tell you the same thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a great energy in our weight room. Our guys have worked extremely hard. Uh, spring ball was uh, was exceptional for us. Um, a lot of hard work, uh, and that, that carried over into the summer. Um, couldn't be more pleased with the condition that we're in right now. Uh, the fitness piece of of things is taken care of. And sometimes you got to focus on getting your guys in shape during camp, and we're still in the process of doing that, but our guys are in shape. They're ready to go, and uh, really pleased about the first few days of practice. All right, questions? Wags. Wagner from the Baltimore Sun and the Capital Newspaper in Annapolis. Um, Coach, obviously I'm sure you are optimistic about the season. Could you kind of detail some of the reasons why you have optimism that Navy can turn it around from a losing season to a winning season? Well, I think there's a few things. I think, n- number one, um, we've got a really good nucleus of players coming back. When you look at it, you know, 16 starters coming back off a team that, that, that did some good things, you know, despite our record last year. I uh, thought we got better as the season went on. Um, obviously didn't finish it the way we wanted to, but uh, played well in some games at the end. Um, really the body of work that we put in uh, when we got started back in December is what makes me feel great about 
things. Uh, I think we've got tremendous leadership. I think the four guys you see sitting up here are, uh, you know, since I've been here, um, you know, across the board, uh, the most solid captains uh, that we've had. I mean, these guys epitomize everything that Navy football and the Naval Academy is all about and uh, couldn't have better representation uh, than these guys up here. Questions? Dave Preston, and then Joe Miller next. Dave Preston, WTOP Radio in Washington. Uh, Brian, the uh, the quarterback room, if you could address your optimism surrounding that, lots of new pieces in place. Uh, what do you expect from Teddy and his growth over the course of the next couple of weeks? Yeah. You know, Teddy had a, had a really good spring, and, and uh, Blake Horvath, another young guy that had a, a really good spring as well. Um, you know, our line and, and uh, Labatai were, were limited in spring. You know, Ty coming off the ACL or the yeah the ACL and and uh, you know our, our line was playing lacrosse uh, and trying to do both and and was, had dealt with some injuries in the spring and so he was limited on what he did as well. Which in, in, in retrospect, a little bit of a blessing because a lot of those young guys got a, got a ton of reps. Um, you know, we had 750 11 on 11 reps in, in spring ball. Uh, I'm not sure we've ever done that here before, and so that that was really good. Those players really grew and developed in spring and, and in the off season. Uh, June was big for us uh, to have some coach-led practices. You know, we get eight hours a week with our guys in June, uh, two hours of which you know we can do um, coach-led practices, and uh, those are really really good for us. So we kind of picked off, picked up where we left off in spring. Our players were were able to carry that on in the month of July with some player-led practices. And so, you know, the start of practice this year was was different. Um, a little bit of rust, like there always is, but we we picked up pretty much right where we left off. We're, we're a lot further ahead. You know, we've gotten off to some slow starts. You know, the past couple of years, uh, I don't anticipate that this year. Love where we're at, but the uh, the competition's wide open uh, to answer your question, and I'm excited about that. Uh, so, two young guys. And obviously the guys we've got come back, that uh, that gives me some solace because we've, we've played with those guys. We've won games with those guys. We know who those guys are. Uh, they've both gotten better. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a competition this fall, which I'm excited about. That's really what you want. Um, so we don't know what that's going to look like yet, uh, but, but I feel pretty good about it. And, um, you know, we, this, this fall camp is um, – preseason camp is – it's not a marathon, but it's certainly not a sprint either. Uh, so looking forward to, to seeing those guys develop and, and see how we progress uh, through camp. Joe Miller. Uh, Joe Miller, Navy Radio Network. Uh, coach, for the timeline for fall camp, what is, how do you want to lay it out when you start to prepare for Notre Dame? And is it a little bit different because after your first week, you have a bye week. Does that change how you approach this fall camp? No, the bye doesn't change anything for us. And, and you know, we, we've started to, we've broken Notre Dame down. You know, we've got the scouting report done for those guys. And so some of the things we do when we go side a ball, we're already starting to prepare for those guys a little bit as, as we're going through the installation. Um, but we won't get into, you know, obviously game week is game week. The week before that, we'll get into a game week type of mode. Uh, the week, you know, prior to that, we'll start to break up the scout teams and we'll start to work on, on Notre Dame then uh, and we'll be still installing and, and competing and doing all those things at the same time. But, yeah, that, you know, a week before game week is when we were really get into game week mode uh, to get our guys accustomed to the way that we're practicing. Uh, the, the schedule during the week this year is, is going to be different. I just want to make sure our guys understand what the expectation is, how that flows, uh, and, and get our legs kind of in a, in a sequence, get them used to, to what we're doing, have a mock game, 
in the stadium the week before we, we go out. We'll have another one uh, the prior uh, Saturday as well. Scott Wyckoff. Scott Wyckoff of WBAL Radio and the Navy Football Network. Jacob and then Will. Jacob, you have a unique perspective going into your third season as a starter on defense. What has it been about this defense that each year they've taken up another notch? And, and what do you see in the development now going into your senior year? And also for you, Will, how that dynamic as you've evolved in your role as a leader on defense? Um, <clears throat> yeah, we've just we've been playing with each other for a very long time. You know, it's my third year as a starter. Uh, Will's as well. He's been playing for a really long time. A lot of the guys on the defense have been playing for a really long time. And one thing I love about our defense is we're never stagnant. Like you said, we get better every year. Uh, we just keep putting in work, uh, and we're all we're all super close. You know, Will's one of my best friends on the team. You know, and I just think that just makes us uh, that much better on the field. Yeah, I think uh, the closeness of our team. You know, we got nine returning starters on defense, uh, so bringing back all that knowledge uh, of the defense and uh, just continue to work hard uh, helps a lot in the trust with one another. Wags. For Coach, and then I'll ask uh, Lirion and Jaden to chime in on this. Um, what you saw in the spring of the new offense, of, you know, the wrinkles, that, if you will, that Coach Chestnut has brought in. Uh, how do you – do, do you like what you're seeing without giving away state secrets? Yeah. I know the triple option is the base, but you've been very uh, – you and Grant have been very uh, open about adding new elements to the offense to make your, your offense more difficult to defend. And then if you guys could comment on that as well. Sure. It, it's hard to talk about the offense without giving some things away, uh, but I'm certainly really excited about what we're doing. I think, um, you know, hiring Grant Chesnut, you know, one of the many reasons why I hired him is because I knew he was going to bring an edge uh, and a toughness uh, that maybe we've, we've lacked a little bit, you know, on that side of the football. And so I'm excited about that piece of it. Um, and I think we've grown in that regard tremendously. I think we still have a ways to go. Uh, but the creativity that he brings to the table as well um, is outstanding. He's, uh, he's an outside-the-box thinker. Uh, and I knew that's one of the reasons why I hired him. I think we've been able to do that defensively. And, um, you know, we, we, want, we want to give the illusion of being very complex, uh, but, but be simple for our players. All right? Simple is always better than complex. But the appearance of what we're doing, being multiple, you know, with our formations, the looks that we show people, uh, potentially shifting and doing those things and being able to go from um, under center to the gun uh, and marry that up. You know, sometimes that's difficult to do because, you know, one takes away from the other a little bit. You know, what we're trying to do is, is, is marry those things together and, and um, not let one take away from the other. I think um, in the way that we've evolved and what we're doing, uh, different personnel groupings and things like that is uh, I love what we're doing. Uh, I think it's creative. I think it's unique. I think it's different than what anybody else in the country is doing, uh, and it's our own. And, and the thing that our guys know and understand is we're going to do some pretty pretty unique things, uh, some pretty creative things, but it's, it's not what we do. It's how we do it, and that's what's going to allow us to win games around here. Uh, kind of what Coach said, I think uh, Coach Chestnut's just really creative with all the different things he does. I mean, at our bone, we're still a triple option team, but being able to throw all the different creative things around the triple option – is going to make us a very explosive team on offense this year, and I'm really excited for that. So I think just Coach Chestnut is a super creative guy with different formations, like Coach was saying, and all the different things he does. And at the end of the day, it's going to make us a lot better offensively. 
Yeah, going along with Coach Doucette and Larion, like that unique part that we're talking about, like we're not going to be predictable. Basically, like teams aren't going to be going to come out here like, okay, they're this way or this way. We're going to be more than uh, like one-way dimensional. Like teams aren't going to be able to just prepare for us in one way. They got to account for a whole bunch of things. And on top of that, um, it's not about what we do. It's about how we do it, that, that edge we're going to bring. Um, that's been instilled from us from like day one um, when we kind of, you know, formed this like new mindset with the team. So it's like pretty exciting. Gene. Hey, Brian, Gene Wong with the Washington Post. <clears throat> as you be- begin your first fall camp as a head coach, how's the transition been from being an assistant? Um, and has it been smoother than most maybe, given that you've been here for a number of years, you know the culture at Navy, and you also yeah. had a chance to work with the winningest coach in, in program sure. history? Yeah, I think it's it certainly helped that I've been here, you know, the previous four years. Um, certainly helped to, to work for Coach Niamat in a lot of ways. Uh, did a lot of great things. And um, the transmission's been good. You know, it was a lot at first, uh, to be transparent. Uh, but it's gotten easier. As time has gone along, I've gotten more and more comfortable in, in this role, starting to enjoy it, you know, more and more. And I think the thing when you go from being a coordinator to head coach is just, you know, what is your – role exactly in regards to you know, where where can you add the most value you know and uh, you know I'm splitting my time uh, on the offensive and, and defensive side of the football and um, it's it, I'm really enjoying it to go sit in the offensive staff room while they're watching film talk through stuff see how they're teaching stuff be able to add my two cents uh, and I think it, it's good for them to have a, a defensive perspective mind in the room I think that's helpful and then to be able to go over and, and spend time with the defense which you know, I've done that for a long time. Um, I love doing that, and um, uh, I want to be involved uh, in the game planning, things that we're doing, not because I think I need to be, uh, just because I want to be. I think P.J. Volker uh, is a rock star. I mean, this has been an opportunity that's been a long time coming for him. Uh, just told him yesterday you know, what a great job he's doing. I, I couldn't be more pleased uh, with the job that he's done so far. Um, him and I are different personalities. You know, we all – Try to be ourselves when we coach. Um, in a lot of ways, I'm a little more reserved. Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm a passionate coach as well. But PJ's a fiery personality. And you guys have ever talked to him, been around him, and uh, and you see that um, rub off on our players. You know, we've always played hard on defense around here, uh, and I think we might be able to take that to a, to the next level with PJ. He's a fiery, emotional guy, and but he's really smart. He's really creative. Uh, we've been together for a long, long time. Um, and I, I don't have to be in that room. It's the same system. Uh, at the same time, I want him to feel like he can add his creative juices to what we're doing, and, and there's, there's going to be some tweaks. There, there always are year to year, uh, and P.J. certainly brings a unique perspective, and I think to still be able to collaborate with him on, on some things is, is really important, um, and I'm excited about being involved in the offensive side of the, uh, the football and, 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 and seeing how that's developing and evolving and, and being able to add my two cents and you know, I, I know what things are difficult to defend, and, and so does Grant. Uh, um, but sometimes it helps to have another guy in that room, just like it would help us on defense to have an offensive-minded coach in the room. So it's, it's been good. I, I really enjoy it. You know, obviously my focus has shifted uh, into building a culture and a team. Um, and so there's, you know, there's something every day that comes across my desk, you know, some, sometimes for the first time. Um, and so and there's some things you just don't think of. 
truthfully. And so, but I got a lot of great coaches around me. It's the first thing I did when I got the head coaching jobs. I, I knew I had to hire great people and surround myself with guys that were, were better than me in, in a lot of ways and guys that I trusted. And uh, I've done that and have a phenomenal staff. We really couldn't be more pleased about uh, the changes and the hires that we made. Uh, I think they've been phenomenal and, and uh, um, excited about where we're at in regards to that. Randy. Uh, Randy Cross, CBS. Uh, Coach, what have you seen out of your quarterbacks? Um, I know there's a lot of stuff you don't want to give away as far as what your offense is doing. But, you know, from the standpoint of without pads, that when you do get the ball in the air, it will be a case of quality versus quantity and something to improve that quality. Have you seen that so far? I have. Yeah, I've been really pleased with the the, the development of the quarterbacks. you know, they've all got their, uh, like all players do, uh, their strengths and their weaknesses. Um, you know, what we're doing offensively, um, you know, there's a lot of flexibility in, in that system. And, you know, wh- whoever that guy is going to be, uh, we- we've got to kind of be able to mold the offense uh, to, to what that guy's strengths are and understanding what his deficiencies may be. Um, but the, the development of those guys has been really good. Um, obviously, we want to be able to throw the ball. Uh, we want to be able to take what, what people give us. Um, and, you know, it's not all down the field throws. And, of course, that's going to be part of our, our, our plan. But to be able to uh, throw it out in the perimeter quickly, to be able to, to, to run some RPO uh, type of plays um, is going to be really good for us. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, if we've got to throw it 15 or 20 times to win it, that's great. Uh, if we've got to throw it five to ten times a game to win it, that's great. We're going to do whatever we can to, to win football games around here. But we need to have the ability to – take what people give us. And, uh, you know, Jaden alluded to it earlier a little bit. We, we can't be one-dimensional uh, what we're doing in offense. And I think Grant's doing a great job of, of uh, putting together an offense where that's not going to be the case. You know, and at the same time, understanding who our quarterbacks are, what they do well, uh, and, and what their deficiencies might be, you know. Hi, John Frenet from Ion Annapolis. Coach, you just mentioned that um, you're working on building the culture in the team. And I guess my question would be is, can you define the culture and how has it changed over the past couple of years? Yeah. Well, we talk about uh, elite effort, attitude, and toughness. And uh, we, we want to be the best in the country at the things that we can control. You know, um, the, the things that I mentioned have nothing to do with the 40 time uh, or, or what you bench press. They're all a choice that you make. And we want to be elite um, in those areas, and not just great, but elite. And um, when we play on Saturdays, you know, I, w- I want people to be proud of that piece of things. And we're going to play harder than anybody in the country. Uh, and we're going to take a ton of pride in that. And I think the thing we talk about a lot is, is uh, and you heard him talk about it up here, is, is trust. Uh, and that, that takes uh, connection. Um, they, these guys trust each other. Uh, they love each other. Uh, the brotherhood is a real thing. Uh, I think, you know, in, in light of the the, uh, the football climate, with the transfer portal and some of the things that are going on in college football, um, this place has always been kind of a unicorn uh, because of the brotherhood, uh, because of the bond that these guys have, because of the things that they go through. Uh, and I think that's always been an edge for us. I think it's been a, a force multiplier for us. We've got a bunch of unselfish dudes that, that, that they just want to win, and they play for each other. And I think that's um, – it's hard uh, if, if your roster is entirely different every year, which you're seeing in college football a little bit. You know, you know, outside of incoming freshmen and, and outgoing seniors, you've got you know 25, 30, sometimes 40 transfers coming in. You got guys going out, 
I think it's really hard uh, to build a football team and to build a culture. Um, relationships take time. Uh, you know, those bonds are forged through through fire, and, and, and a lot of that stuff's naturally built into here. Uh, these guys do a lot of hard things. This is a unique place, and uh, the, the bond here is, is special. Uh, but, it's, but it's built on connection, built on trust, uh, built on the intangibles, and, and 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 being the best version of ourselves around here. Um, and I feel like if we can do that, maximize who we are, and take pride in that, um, and be elite in the execution part of things, uh, which is something that we've we've not been great at on either side of the football. Uh, last couple of years, uh, we're going to double down on that stuff, and I think if we can do that um, and, and focus on ourselves, uh, then the results are going to be pretty good. Wags for the players, a, a coaching change is a major upheaval for most college football programs. In this instance, it's been mitigated a bit by the fact that the new head coach is promoted from within, and several assistants have been retained. But for you all as players, how has the transition? been do you feel the transition's complete and or is it ongoing as you move into this new season and then you could also maybe comment why you think coach Newberry is the right man for the job uh well to start off I think coach no pressure the there <laughs> <laughs> I think from the very beginning uh a lot of us especially the senior class we all pushed for coach new uh we knew he was an option so we had talks with uh Chet, uh, so really from early on, he's been here for a long time. He knows the ins and outs of the academy. So I think it would have been very hard for a different guy to come in who doesn't really know about this place. You know, Coach New's been here for a very long time, and I think everything up to this point has been very smooth. And I believe we're kind of done with all the coaching stuff. I think we kind of put that past us a long time ago. Like our only focus was to get in, to get all the coaches in and just get straight to work. So especially as a senior class, I think that was like our number one thing was get whoever is coming in and then just go straight to work. So that's kind of been our attitude this whole time. Uh, and we're really excited for it. Yeah, something you, uh, that stood out, you said, you asked if the uh, transition was uh, complete or ongoing. Uh, I think the transition was complete as soon as he became head coach and as soon as he brought in the new staff. I think we were all ready to just get back to work and whatever decision he made, whoever he wanted to bring in, that was the decision and we accepted it. When Coach Newberry became head coach, we accepted it. We were ready to you know, hit the ground running. So as far as the transition goes, that's been complete for a very long time. Uh, as far as growth goes, that's ongoing. And I hope that that continues to be ongoing because that's how uh, great teams are developed. <laughs> Dave. Question for the players. Uh, your careers m may very well take you overseas, but have any of you been overseas? And uh, how excited are you about this uh, trip to Dublin? It is a business trip, but uh, just having this experience is a part of your college careers and also the challenge of facing a team known as the Fighting Irish in Ireland. Honestly, this is because I've never been out of the country before. So, I mean, like, it'll just be fun to my first time going out the country to, like, beat Notre Dame somewhere where I've never been. Uh, it'll just be, like, a great moment for my life. And, I mean, when we have always gone to, like, any away games, um, I've never been in a lot of parts, even the U.S. But, honestly, when you're there, like, it's it's nice, like, being in these different places. But I'm, I'm pretty sure all, like, the guys to the left and right can attest that it's never been about like where we're at. It's just like what we're like going there to do. Like we're going there to beat Notre Dame, and that's really how I'm going to carry it, and how a lot of us are going to carry it. Lirion, do you want to talk about overseas? 
Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, I have a different perspective. I was born in uh, Kosovo, Eastern Europe, so I'm really excited to go back home. Uh, I'm going to have some family come out to that game, so I'm very excited about that. But I think Jay just hit on it. Uh, our number one goal is to win that game. So uh, as, as exciting as it is to go out there and, you know, explore Europe and all that other stuff, our one goal is to win the game. So Keith Mills in the back. Yeah, Keith Mills, uh, Navy Football Radio Network. This is for all four of you guys again. Uh, we seem to ask this question every year. What does it mean to be a captain of this team? You followed some unbelievably uh, impressive men before you. Maybe what did you learn from the guys when you first got here that were captains, and what does it mean for you guys? Uh, <clears throat> I'll start off. Uh, it means the world to me uh, personally. Uh, my sophomore year, Diego Fago was a team captain, you know, and he was – Again, one of my best friends. Uh, last year, John Marshall played right behind me. And uh, just watching the team captains before me, their leadership styles, and how great of men they were to be able to you know, be a team captain for the Naval Academy, especially with three of my best friends on the team, uh, it, it couldn't mean uh, any more. Yeah, we'll go along with what Jacob said. Um, you look at the guys that came before you, and even not just captains, but just all Navy football players, um, seeing what – they were about and what they stood for. Uh, it's like just a honor and a privilege. I, I couldn't be any more excited to just represent the team um, and try to, like we talked about today in the uh, offensive meeting, just uplift others. Like it's easy to manage yourself but as a captain. Like your job is also to uplift a lot of the guys that are either struggling or need that so the team can be better. It's gone. It's a, it's a huge honor and privilege to be selected captain. Uh, you know, all of us up here were selected by our teammates. So it's a, it's a huge honor that they have so much trust in us. So, and then, like, going back, you know, Kip Franklin last year, I've been with him since the very start. We've been in the same company. So kind of seeing him and all the lessons, like, I take away from him uh, that he's been through here, all the hardships. So I take a lot of lessons from that. And uh, it's just a huge honor and privilege. Just like everyone said, it's an honor and privilege. It's a just true blessing. Uh, to be voted by our teammates and uh, coaching staff uh, to come up here today and you know represent our team and our culture and what we stand for and then uphold that uh, culture uh, and then learning from the guys before us like they all said we've all had great friends and learned from their lessons learn from all their different personalities and take little parts of each of them and uh, create it into who we are as leaders just add something to that so, some years it's it's hard uh, to pick captains some years you pick captains and and you're not sure how, how it's going to go this was extremely easy uh, we had our players vote because uh, I'm always interested to see who, who they feel like are, are the leaders of our football team sometimes as a coach you may have to manipulate that a little bit uh, and, and we didn't have to do that at all and um, I think I could have told you these four guys uh, would, would be captains you know last year at this point um, but but couldn't be more excited about these four, um, and, and w you know how they're going about their business right now. Uh, they're the most respected players on the team because they they've done the work. Um, but they've been exceptional, and I really couldn't be more excited about these these four guys. To to piggyback on that, coach, what did uh, Jacob and Jaden do from the end of spring to now to make you want to add them to Lirion and Will? Yeah, the, really the same things that they had been doing. And, uh, you know, for Jaden, he, he was out during spring. And um, I wanted to wait 
uh, just a little bit longer. I wanted to make him earn it a little bit more, make him sweat it a little bit. And uh, but but Jaden yeah, um, uh, had had a tremendous summer. And uh, you know you you lean on your strength and conditioning coach a little bit because he spends so much time with those guys. The majority of their work is done down there in that weight room and on the fields. And um, you know we were you know on the same page with these these four guys and the, and the two late additions. Probably could have done a lot earlier than I did, um, uh, but kind of wanted to wait, let them get through summer, uh, let them get through Leatherneck, you know, see how they handle all that stuff. But I was very confident that these those two would be the guys. Uh, but but wanted to make them earn it and wanted them, uh, their teammates to feel like they, they earned it as well. Gene. For, for Learon and, and Jaden, how does having a head coach with a, a defensive background kind of give you maybe a fresh perspective on what you guys do on offense? I think it's, uh, it's great just because, I mean, we've been, we've been here for a long time, so we have to go against Coach New, and uh, the defense that our defense runs is very – very hard and tough. Uh, they do a lot of different schematics and other things that make it really hard for the offense. So having his perspective on different things, you know, he's he gets to coach against other triple option teams uh, and the other academies. So having his perspective on things that he's seen that work offensively and don't work is awesome. And I think at the end of the day, it, it helps us. So I like it. Yeah, um, for those that don't know, Coach New played quarterback and safety. So, and I have that similar background in high school. I played the quarterback and safety, so I haven't got to pick his brain yet. But having that, uh, those both sides of the ball experience, um, you kind of see things differently, uh, especially like being a wide out. Uh, I kind of I see um, how the quarterbacks, what they're thinking, and also seeing like the defense, what they're thinking. And I think Coach New has like so much experience with that. Uh, and that's, it's been really helpful uh, having him around. Um, and I'm excited to, you know, keep up the good work. Questions? Joe Miller. Coach, for you, I know it's different between announcing a quarterback and deciding who your quarterback is. So are you internally, do you have a timeline set up on where you want to be at with the quarterback before the Notre Dame game? You know, it's a good question. Uh, no, I don't have a timeline. I, you know, ideally, you'd like uh, that week leading into uh, the game week, uh, you'd like to have those guys identified. And, and I, I feel confident we'll have a really good grasp on, on it at that point and, uh, because you've got to start to focus in on, on the guys that are getting the majority of the reps, obviously. And, so, and I think we'll be there, uh, and maybe even earlier than that, truthfully. And that's my hope. Wags. Uh, for Coach New, and maybe one of the players or two can chime in, but can you talk about the challenge of facing Notre Dame right out of the gate? I mean, that's just the, arguably the toughest opponent on your schedule every year. I mean, it would be nicer to open with Colgate and ease your way into things. Um, but can you talk about the challenge you face going there? The last time Navy went to Dublin to play Notre Dame in an opener, it was ugly. Well, we're, we're going to approach every game the same way. Um, and I think it's a wonderful opportunity uh, for us, for our players. Um, you know, the first game is always a, you know, one of the reasons I'm so excited about it is it's a, I want to see where we're at. You know, I want to see how much this hard work's paid off for these guys. And um, but now I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more excited about the opportunity, uh, the venue. You know, playing a storied program like Notre Dame is, it's a great opportunity. You know, and 
and we're going to respect everybody that we play, but we're we're not going to put anybody on a pedestal. Um, you know, our, our our players aren't going over there to get a, a pat on the back or an attaboy. You know, I think you you'll talk to them that you'll 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 see that very clearly. Um, we expect to win every game. Um, we step on the field. Uh, that's the expectation around here, and that's how we're going to prepare. And um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a great challenge, and it's a, it's a great program. Uh, they've got great players. They've got great coaches, and um, but we're going to go over there with the uh, with with in the mindset that we're going to win that game, and that's how we're going to approach everything that we do. And, uh, and like I said earlier, I think if we can maximize who we are, um, and, and and go over there and, and execute the way that I I hope we can, and we'll have a chance to win that game. I don't have any doubt about that. Jacob, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, for me it, it doesn't matter, you know. Who we play? Uh, I don't. I don't really need a warm-up game. Uh, if you told me that I was playing Notre Dame next Saturday, I'd, I'd be good to go. You know, uh, sometimes you got to run before you can walk. It's an Iron Man quote. Iron Man one. Pete, Lirion, what does it mean to be wearing sixty-eight? It's a huge honor and privilege. Uh, you know, personally, I didn't know Dave. I was at Naps when he was here his senior year, but seeing uh, all the guys that wore it before me and. Like it's it's a true honor. Uh, Pierce Bramberry Ward, uh, Billy Honaker, and Kip, and uh, it's it's a huge honor. I've had a chance to talk to uh, Mr. Forney and that family, and it, it means the world. So I'm I'm really really honored. Uh, Dave emphasized everything that a Navy football player is, and he he was an awesome guy from everything that I've heard. So it's a huge honor and privilege. Any other questions for the coach or the players? Right here. Luke Jackson, Press Box. Uh, Jaden, congrats on uh, being captain. Um, what would your message be uh, for high schoolers uh, in the Baltimore area who were um, in your in your position that you were in like four years ago about Navy being uh, an option um, along with a, a place like Maryland and other places like that? Uh, thank you for that. Um, I would just say... Uh, don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Um, as soon as I stepped foot in a Rhode Island, I was challenged from day one. I didn't, I didn't have an idea of what I was getting myself into, but it showed me that you know, being from a small town, but a river, uh, Baltimore County, just like you can, you can do anything you put your mind to. Um, the road has been definitely bumpy along the way, but I'm so excited to be where I'm at and not like. It doesn't matter really uh, where you started. It's about you know where where you're going and how you're going to get there and the mindset you have. And it's I've, my mindset has developed so much. I've matured so much, became such a better man. Um, so I just want to be someone that people from my area and the Baltimore area could look up to and know that they can they can be here. Um, I'm not like any one special. It's just my mindset uh, was really developed while I was here. Anything else right here? Yeah, Coach Noah Trister with Associated Press. I'm wondering, um, just sort of a two-part question. One, there's been some coming and going in the AAC, new teams now in the league, a couple few teams left. Wondering what you think of sort of the, the state of the conference overall. And I guess, you know, looking into the future a little bit when the playoff expands for to 12 teams, what is that going to do uh, for a program like Navy in terms of creating more opportunities for you guys? Yeah. 
I think it's a great conference. You, you lost some good teams. I mean, that's everybody knows that. But the the ones that we added um, are, are good programs uh, that I think are all programs that are on the rise uh, in recruiting and fertile recruiting areas. I think the footprint is is really good. I think uh, uh, Mike Oresco has done a really good job. He's an outstanding commissioner, and, and um, I think the league is is an exciting league. Um, you know, spending some time with the other coaches in the conference out in Vail at that, that conference meeting and then being at media day, it's um, the coaching in this conference is, is top notch uh, and they're really good players in our conference. And I think the, the thing that's a little different this year, I think the parity and the, the quality in our league from top to bottom is outstanding. That's really what you want in, in a conference. And, um, you know, week to week, anybody can win. Anybody can beat anybody in our conference on, on a given Saturday, and that, that makes it exciting to me. And I mean, but I think it's a great league, uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to competing in it. And to answer your second question, you know, we, we win our conference, we're, we're, we're in that playoff, right? So I think that helps us in recruiting. Uh, I think it's got to be a great goal of ours, and and you know what a wonderful thing for for the Naval Academy to be in the in that playoff. So very exciting to me and to our players. Randy, do you have one? Yeah. It's for uh, Lirion. Um, how much of a moot point, this whole, all the talk about quarterbacks and skill positions and everything else, in your room, is there much talk of sort of the, the pressure or expectations of how well you guys have to do to make those decisions a lot easier, that the offensive line's got to be the key and being up front has got to be sort of where you guys start and end everything? Uh, definitely. Uh you know, it's, it's uh, you, you see it every day. I mean, the offensive line, I think it starts with us up front. So if we can't block and protect and uh, be able to do everything up front, uh, we really won't be able to do a lot of the different stuff that coach wants to do as far as uh, coach just being creative and all the different things. So I think up front, uh, you know, this year has been a, a big challenge for a lot of the guys because uh, we have a whole new mindset of our offensive line and uh, some really tough dudes up front. So I, th I believe it's all going to start up front and we will get the job done. So I'm really excited for that. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues, this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis and Anne Arundel County. And don't forget about our website, IonAnnapolis.net, where you can find even more information. And make sure you follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. This Daily News Brief podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 6 a.m.